Welcome to Center State CEO's semi-monthly podcast, Talk CNY, presented by NBT Bank. Center State CEO is Central New York's leading business, leadership, and economic development organization committed to creating a region where businesses thrive and all people prosper. On Talk CNY, we share the latest news and information from Center State CEO on topics ranging from community and workforce development, policy, and innovation. You'll get an inside look at the people, projects, and planning moving Central New York forward. Take a moment right now to subscribe in your listening app for new episode reminders every other Wednesday. For us to be successful as a city and as a region moving forward, We need to make sure that our future housing stock is mixed with affordable, with residential, with condos, a whole variety of different types of housing. Growth across our community is driving up demand for housing. As we look out over the next two decades, the issue will reach a crisis point if the entire community doesn't begin to advance solutions. We are joined by local entrepreneur and developer Ryan Benz, who will talk to us about some of the development projects he has in the works that will help us meet this increasing need. I'm Andrew Fish. Senior Vice President of Member and Business Experience at Center State CEO. I'm Kate Hammer, Business Coach and Member at Center State CEO. We are your hosts for Talk CNY. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such an honor to be here. Appreciate you guys thinking of me. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting stuff. Ryan, before we dive into the conversation, we want to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little better, right? So local kid from Liverpool, New York, owner of Oh My Darling Restaurant. Mm-hmm. I have spent a lot of money there myself. Appreciate and uh, yeah, me also too, me too. <laughs> uh, Redev CNY development company. What else should people know about you? Oh my gosh. From, from Liverpool, one of six kids, was born in this town in the early 80s. Always loved it. Always felt like we never got the credit that I thought we deserved even mm-hmm. then. And, you know, my wife and I moved down to New York City for a long time and we decided to come back because there was such a palpable energy, you know, to this yeah. town. I'm going back, you know, I mean, it's the energy has been here for the last 10 or 15 years. But when we decided to come back, we said, like, we want to be part of that. We came back. We opened Oh My Darling. We started Redev CNY, our development company. We've done a couple of wonderful projects and, and more in the pipeline there. We opened up Parthenon Bookstore. Yeah. We've got some other projects in the pipeline that we may or may not give hints to today. Mm, all right. All right. But yeah, we love this community. We think that the brightest days are ahead. We want to be an active participant to making sure that the future of Syracuse is just and equitable and affordable. Yeah. And uh, we have some ideas on how we can, can do that. And and that's it. I also, uh, I guess I'll, I'll finish to say that I I am on a bunch of not-for-profits and I just got to give shout outs to the United Way of Central New York. Absolutely. I got my new hat today. And uh, along with Salvation Army and Red House and Center for Community Alternatives and some other stuff, too. Very active participant in our community. We appreciate it. Yeah. Now, it seems like you have had a number of super successful projects that have helped to create a stronger Central New York community. And as we think about the future of this community, we want to know how we have to address some challenges or some specific things we're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Housing challenges are a big part of that. And, you know, as Center State CEO, we're really leaning into this issue. On our next episode, actually, we're going to have David Mankiewicz from our team. Team who's going to talk about how we're rallying the business community around the housing challenges. But, you know, just to put a finer point on it, what we know just with the growth that we're going to be experiencing around the Micron project, that as a community, we have to build 2,500 units of housing annually to meet this need. Now, that doesn't sound like a tremendous amount, but when you look at the historical context last year and the year before, when we had 
continue, you know, we've had some pretty good expansion in our, in our housing market recently. That number was only around 800 or so units that we permitted and we were building. So we got to triple that number moving mm-hmm. forward. So we know that that's a, a big lift and we're excited to start working on that. Well, there, there's so many thoughts there. First of the 2,500, we need to make sure that we have 2,500 affordable single family or condo, or, or in some summits of the word affordable, meaning that you can't build $450,000 houses and, and expect our uh, market to be successful. I'll also argue that I, I'm a huge proponent of home ownership, yeah. which as somebody that owns rental properties, you know, maybe it's contradictory, but I'll add though that I really care about of the, of the apartment complexes we own, they have an affordable component and, and there is an important of that. But what we also need to do is is build affordable houses and maybe they're smaller houses, you know, a model that we're looking at very closely now. I'm going to compare it to GI soldiers coming back post-World War II and you have 800 square foot starter homes. And they were like $25,000 in, in 1950 mm-hmm. money. But why can't we build an 800 to 1,000 square foot two-bedroom or three-bedroom home for 125000 today? Yeah. And I think that there's a huge opportunity to to look at either stick build on, on a foundation with maybe no basement, but maybe what does the type of housing stock look like to make sure that it can be affordable. Sure. The benefits of home ownership cannot be understated. And you talk to higher qualities of education for the children, housing stability, what does that do for the family, for the long-term success of the, of the family members there? So it's critical that as we're thinking about 2,500 opportunities on an annual basis, it needs to be contemplating, yes, the the, the engineers that are moving here, mm-hmm. but there's also currently 6,000 families that that take advantage of Section 8 housing vouchers you know, in, in this market, right? So how do we get them to grow into that starter family home? And how do we make sure that there's a type of housing for everybody? I'll quickly add that there's a new program that we're really interested in right now. There's two programs that I'm going to mention. Both are have an affordable component, mm-hmm. but one in particular, in my bow and arrow set, you know, I look at this as like the Goldilocks program and it's it's administered through homes and community renewal. It's called the Affordable Housing Opportunity Program. It's a brand new program. And this is for for affordable single family owner occupied houses. And when and then what helps is that the grants that are administered through New York subsidize the construction costs so yep. I can afford to build a quality house but then sell it at a price that somebody that is of affordable income can afford to pay. Yeah, And I think that's just a home run concept. I'm so happy that the governor uh, signed that in and, and HCR is administering that program now. Absolutely. Yeah, it is a remarkable challenge, but we do need to be thinking about you know, what has happened in communities in the past where housing demand drove the market above what the average person could afford. And so what you're talking about addresses that directly. Yeah. You know, the other program I I think that is another home run on the rental side, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a program called the Participation Loan Program. It's a subsidy administered by HCR again to developers, which I mentioned because with the cost of construction, the cost of labor, you cannot afford to develop without some subsidy unless you're going to build a $450,000 single family house. The the, the math does not work. So what I love about that other program is that again, it helps those that maybe they're not ready to buy, but it's a it's a, a short it's a rental property. But again, it subsidizes the construction costs because we need the housing. We need affordable, quality housing that's safe, that's lead free. That, that I think again, it's just a, another great tool as we're trying to get to those kind of numbers we're chatting about. You know, it's it's amazing to me because it, you know we really do need. You're speaking our language first of all, right? <laughs> like I mean, this is we need every different type of unit imaginable because. 
it's a continuum for people, right? It's not, everyone's not ready to go out and buy that single family home for you know, 450, let alone 200,000, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need to think about this mix. We need to think about this growth in a, in a smart way. Want to talk a little bit about some of your projects. You've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. I know you with Redev CNY, you currently have over $400 million worth of projects underway that you are part of participating in doing yourself. Do you yeah. sleep? Well, no, that's not no. the real question, <laughs> but can you, can you talk to us a little bit about what some of your projects are that are kind of unique and cool and why you're excited about them? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying the downtown market has been wonderfully saturated with yes. market residential housing for the last decade, yeah. mostly thanks to historic tax credits, yep. which is mostly how this uh, got uh, funded. And then you think, well, where does downtown grow? And I do believe in a very strong downtown market. And I'm okay, frankly speaking, if that's a, a rental, because generally if you can afford to, to rent in the $3,000 a month, yeah apartment, you can afford to go you're, buy your- You're choosing to do that as opposed right. to that's not right. It's a different part yeah. of the market. Yep. But then I think, well, how does downtown grow? And I love the corridor between downtown and Tip Hill, as mm -hmm. an example, that what is it, East Fayette or West Fayette? Westville. Yeah, Westville. Yep. So we, we, we just bought our first two buildings on that stretch. We are in for permits right now. We're doing additional 38 units that are, that are kind of within that right there. We have another building that we own on that same block that we're contemplating doing residential for about 24 units. Okay. And then we have offers in on, on several others where we're, again, is you know, you have the vitality of Tip Hill. Mm -hmm. And you have the vitality of downtown, but you kind of have this gray area. Yeah. So we're really excited about that area there. There's a, a, a robust artistic flavor to that whole. Oh, big uh, time. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is just, I love what Rick DeCito's done. And, and Rick is one of a lot of individuals that are just tremendous projects there. Yeah. So that, you know, th that's coming on the pipeline. We have that in development, in for permits, in design, depending on the projects. But really, really cool strategic infill to you know, to continue growing uh, that, that, that area, the Penfield manufacturing yeah. building. Man. <laughs> yeah. So such I, a unique project. <laughs> I didn't have white in my beard when we started that one. I I'll bet. say that. That one. So that was for anybody listening from the Syracuse region. It's the building across the street from Destiny USA that has the house on it. Yep. The and house on the roof. Yeah. Can't yes, be yeah. missed. Yes. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it literally was Santa Claus's workshop when he wasn't at the North Pole. That's where he stayed oh, there. That's, that's lore. And, mm -hmm. and we evicted him. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. No. Ryan's not the bad guy. Let's no, no, just no, clear that up. Okay. No, no, no. So just look uh, from Liverpool, right? Like you drive past that building and, and however long we've lived here, that building has been dilapidated. Yeah. So when we came back from New York, we did a couple of buildings downtown. That one was like the, you know, how, how does somebody do that? And I got to say, few partners could have handled that project in general, you know, nationwide. And thank God, one of them that's here was Housing Visions. Mm -hmm. Housing Visions is a beautiful gem in this market, instrumental to, to huge swaths of community development here. So when, you know, th th there's something about having the, the optimism to, be, to say, oh, we can figure that out. But then thank God you have like a phone call that you can call to fi actually figure that out sure. because we could not have done it without that. Mm -hmm. So we called up our friends at Housing Visions, my partner, Steve Case, and I. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of meetings. We had a lot of versions of what that pro forma looks like. Absolutely, it became a much bigger project than we expected it to be. I remember our original pro formas were less than half of what the final budget came in at. Yeah. And again, that that project is going to be a beacon of hope on the north side, I, I, I really believe. It's redeveloping an entire block. Um, out of the corner of Wolf Street and North Solana Street. And what I love about it is that development spurs development. Yep. So right across the street, there was two additional historic structures that are now in contract. Mm -hmm. I think they were, I think they closed, they're in development. And there'll be additional housing right there. Yeah. And I had a meeting earlier today with somebody from the Parks Department. They're putting a splash pad in at Washington Square Park. It's awesome. So now all the of a sudden, yeah, mm -hmm. so I don't know if that was announced or not, but 
It just was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag don't blame me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, all of a sudden you have hope and, and you have quality, stable housing for 128 families, which yeah. is what we're building up there. So Amazing. it's just a, an incredible, close to the regional market, transportation, the mall for jobs and, and all great stuff. And then I look at North Solana Street as another one of those corridors. How do you infill from downtown to how does downtown grow? Yeah. I think North Solana Street's a great artery. Other projects, we're doing Shopping Town Mall. Small one uh, there. Yeah. yeah. So one of our side jobs is, <laughs> is uh, that redevelopment. Um, we're two years in. That That is such a beast yeah. because we're still going through the entitlement process. We're close to seeing, you know, we see the we see the light. We just sure. have to drive the train through this uh, elongated tunnel. But we have a fantastic, again, set of partners mm -hmm. and vision. Yeah. And our friends at Huber Brewer, our friends at Housing Visions, our friends at Delpas Architects, you know, that, that's a, a truly collaborative, and our friends team. of the county yeah. who, you know, yeah. God bless them. And, and they've been very supportive and patient. There is no project without the county doing what they've done uh, to, to get it there. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, uh, you know, that's another one we have, geez, man, we have uh, some other stuff too, but that's what I'll tease. That's, that's, that's only a small little bit, you know, I mean, like you said, those are, those are really needed projects. You know, we're excited to, to see what happens with shopping town because, you know, it's one of those things where as we transform as a community, right. We have assets that used to be something and are no longer there. And how do you re-engage them? What you're doing with Penfield Manufacturing, what you guys are looking at doing with Shopping Town, what you're doing on the near west side, all fantastic stuff. You know, sh Shopping Town too, it's it's one of the, it's, it's almost a quagmire mm -hmm. you know, because it's one of, in a beautiful area and there's a need for housing over there. It's extremely expensive to build. Yeah. So there's a risk that's, well, what is the appropriate speed at which you build and yeah. what is the appropriate use types? But again, I, I believe District East with the, the walkable community you know, it, we try to build things that, that have an architectural neurological effect to them, mm -hmm. right? So how do you feel when you're, when you're in a place? Oh, I love that. And, and I think this Dees will have that feeling. I'll say that there's a reason, oh, my darling is bright. When you walk in, you feel differently. When you go to the fits, you feel differently. But every one of those is, is designed in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, Penn feel the same, but, but Chopping Town from a retail presence, how do you, when you're walking down the street, what's the music that you're going to listen to? What does the type of concrete? Are you walking on sidewalk pavers or is it a beautiful stone that has water, you know, waterfalls in the middle? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, and, please. Yes. And, and how does it inspire people to have hope and, and, yeah. and have a greater sense of pride in their community? And, yeah. and we're very, uh, we try to focus on that. Yeah. For sure. When you are making decisions about which projects you want to become connected to, what are you attracted to? What is drawing you in? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we have a hierarchy that we chat about in the office. Uh, there's three things on it. One is community impact. Mm -hmm. Two, is it fun? And three, does can it make money? Can it be mm -hmm. sustainable? And, and can you finance it and, and go through that process? It's always been in those three things. I believe that that's how you create community change. It needs to have this we per, you know, personality to mm -hmm. it. So we try to kind of focus on there and that has to be fun. Like what the hell are you doing? You know, like you have to, you're going to be and, spending a lot of time and energy. It yeah. better be enjoyable. And, and you need great people to work with and all those things too. And I think I'll kind of, if I can tie that back to like Shopping Town as an yeah. example, Shopping Town is, is the quintessential check, check, check on those three things. Well, we hope it's profitable. Right, right. But the other two, for sure, big checks. But again, from a community impact perspective, it's a great location. It ties to the Empire State Trail, you know, mm -hmm. uh, essentially right there. There's been fantastic investments along Erie Boulevard that can kind of tie downtown, which I... I'm very conscientious that District East does not hurt downtown, right? Because right? you have to be sensitive there too. But it ties the universities to, to this area. So as we were developing the concept, we said, well, how does how does housing play into this? And then mm -hmm. if you have housing, what does that look like in an equitable way? So 
we're currently, and this is all public knowledge, proposing an access of six, 700 or plus units, you know, over there. Yeah. Residential units. But then if you're going to do that, you cannot have a hundred percent beat market rate. Right. So you want to make sure that you have some kind of an affordable component. And then by the way, I can't wait because I want, you know, uh, affordability needs to happen in outside of just the city proper. Sure. So you have fantastic educational opportunities and then you have a robust environment community you know, that has a, that has a residential opportunity. Then that also supports the diversity in the residential supports diversity in the retail offerings mm-hmm. with their proposed grocery that's over there. All these things tied together with a, with a quality experiential a livable retail, but just a living space. I mean, we have five and a half acres of parks that we've, that we've proposed mm-hmm. over there. So all of these things tied together that you're creating a diverse, equitable little community, yeah. you know, and that was really important to us. And, and that, again, like that's, that's fun. When you have an opportunity to create and design that, that creates social value that inspires people. And then we hope will be profitable on the backside. It's, it's a big risk, but that's like, that's all the boxes being checked. Sounds, sounds fantastic. Clearly those boxes are checked. You said something there that I want to talk about a little bit, right? And it, and it, it sometimes can be the elephant in the room when you're thinking about development, but you talked about, Hey, let's think about affordability outside of the city. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, there's some challenges to that. Right. When it comes to making that kind of development happen. And, you know, let's be real. There are certain communities where that's embraced and there are certain communities where there are literally zoning processes and permits and other things set up to make that less practical or less possible. Talk to us a little bit about some of the things that people don't understand when they're thinking about development in these communities. What makes it a little bit more challenging? What makes it a little bit more difficult maybe in this region? And what are some of the ways as a developer you'd like to see some of that get streamlined or take those barriers down? It's an incredible, impossible question because there's so many nuances yeah. from a zoning perspective, which I'm a huge proponent of not only rezone, but also the county's initiative yep. to relook at the zoning across the county. And I need to learn more about it because I don't believe that also overlaps the existing zoning though too. So you're still going to have right. some challenges in terms of how the local towns handle the zoning for large scale projects. Mm. Now there's multiple ways to address housing though, and it doesn't need to be in an affordable house. And, and that kind of goes back to some of those subsidy programs I mentioned sure. before. So as an example, if I utilize, I call it the AHOP program, the affordable housing program, I can do single family houses, which might be compliant from a zoning perspective. And they're going to be next to a, a market rate, if you quote unquote market rate, mm-hmm. single family track of land, and you're not going to know any difference. I would encourage anybody from a zoning perspective, what the hell are we afraid of? Right. What are we afraid of? You know, and we have a shortage in this community of quality housing. In fact, our, the dilapidation of the, of the housing stock in the city is full of lead. If I have a choice of having affordable housing in my backyard or having a kid live in a lead-based apartment, I probably shouldn't say what I would want to say to that person. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I, I think that we need to have a re- revised sense of responsibility across this region to realize these are people that are trying to get by. And, and by the way, when you talk about affordable affordability, there's different tiers within that. But the bottom line is these people are trying to survive. Yeah. So you know, I, I lived in New York City for a long time, for, for 12 years in total. People are people. So I, I, I really, I, I would encourage zoning changes to allow for the density that we need in the future. And by the way, your community is going to be left behind from a taxing perspective, from a property value taxing, unless you take advantage of these programs. Yeah. So I, I think it's a win-win for everybody to be a little bit more sensible on the future housing opportunities. It's really a great point about all of that. And, and hopefully we'll see a lot of that change happening. We'll be right back to continue this conversation with Ryan and we'll be digging deep into his creative brain around some development ideas. But first, a word from our presenting sponsor of Talk CNY, NBT Bank. 
Every day at NBT Bank, we focus our business around all the ways we can help yours. We're large enough to offer leading business and digital solutions, but local enough to ensure personalized one-on-one service. So turn to NBT Bank for a full range of business solutions, like capital and treasury management services, even fraud protection, and see how NBT Bank is just the right size to help you do big things. Visit nbtbank.com to learn more and start a conversation. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Toxie NY, and we are continuing our conversation with Brian Benz. And Brian, we just want to know, what is one crazy project that you would really like to do or see done for this community? Just one? Just Can I give you the, two? The craziest. Or, the or craziest? okay. No, you can you can give us two. Well, it's I want to yeah. tease a project that, that's under development right Ooh. now. Oh, we're in for permits on, but this has not been like, don't call Rick Moriarty at Syracuse.com. Got it. Quite yet. Okay. Got it. But we are in development and building a beautiful, massive rooftop bar at the corner of Solana Street and Jefferson Street. Yeah. It's, 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 Yay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's probably overbuilt. <laughs> I'll say that. It's about 12,000 square feet. It's about half enclosed, so it'll be open all year round. But there's beautiful skylights, beautiful glass railings. It's about 5,000 square feet of outdoor space. And what I love about it, I've been up on that roof, and as you overlook, you see the the Landmark Theater marquee, and it's just a spectacular, I think it'll be a spectacular venue for events and just a higher quality metropolitan experience. So that's my first. But if I could do any project, Mm -hmm. and I said this to the mayor, I said, Mayor Walsh, how... Because they go back to like that that neurological architecture. So how do you feel when you're walking down the street? And and I said like, why do you feel differently when you're walking down the street in New York or in in a, a Montreal? Montreal has more snow than we do, but they are you know it, it has this different charm mm-hmm. to it. And I I can't do much about the existing architecture, but I'm telling you, we need to add speakers to every light post that goes down Salina Street or any 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 street that has the 5G connectivity. And I want to play inspirational, like Disney music, like not like I'm not talking like Lion King. I'm talking like the soundtracks when you walk through their park. Mm-hmm. You the can, score, the score, yeah, like classical inspirational music on the on the speakers as you walk through the city. If I could do anything, I think that would change the optimism, the the energy. People would feel different when they're walking through. And so much of what we all try to do, Center State, the county, us at Redev, we're trying to change hearts. We're trying to yeah. change perceptions of what Syracuse used to be, but what it is in the future. And when you change how people feel as you're walking around, all of a sudden I'm walking in retail stores and, and you just feel different. That would go a long, long way. So that's like my aspirational, I can't do it, but I would love to do a kind of a project. I love that idea. Yeah. You can't do it yet. Yet. Yeah. 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 Love that. Ryan, thank you so much for being with us today. You're, you're an inspiration, honestly. The stuff that you're working on is fantastic. And I know you're a very humble guy, and, and we're just so grateful that you know you and your family chose to come back here to your home and and be a part of the change that we're seeing happen here. I appreciate you guys very much. Center State's a quarterback of everything we do. So appreciate you guys. Thanks. Awesome. Center State CEO's podcast, Talk CNY, is presented by NBT Bank and is available on clickcny.com and all major podcast platforms. After each episode, you can join us on Click, where we will continue to chat about this topic and provide additional resources and links. In Click, you can also listen or watch every episode in the series of Talk CNY. Click is Center State CEO's interactive digital chamber platform where our members connect, learn, and receive support from our staff. Join us in two weeks as we continue our conversation about housing and the work driven by Center State CEO and its partners to make sure the community is able to meet demand. For new episode reminders every other Wednesday, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast listening app.
If you're enjoying Talk CNY, consider leaving a quick review or five-star rating.